Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to another edition of Volunteer Spotlight. Who's behind that voice here on the Radio Talking Book Network? This is Ryan O, your host, here to let us get to know another volunteer for you. And today we have Bob Brown in the studio with us. Bob, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. Bob, you can hear him almost every week. He reads for your information. His two favorite magazines seem to be The Week and Time Magazine. So, Bob, we're excited to get to know you better. First of all, tell us about your background, uh, where you were born, where you grew up, and what brought you to Omaha. I grew up in uh, basically the Mitchell, Nebraska area. Now, my geography is terrible, Bob. Where is Mitchell? Uh, Mitchell is 10 miles west of Scott's Bluff. Oh, so you're a Western Nebraska guy. Oh, yes. Grew up in Western Nebraska. And uh, I went to country school in my early years and then went to high school in uh, Mitchell. Graduated from Mitchell, went to junior college in Scotts Bluff. Uh, Spent some time in the Air Force, then come back and went to junior college again. And then to Shadron State College, where I graduated uh, with my degree in... Science education. Tell me about your time in the Air Force. Uh, went in the Air Force because I didn't feel like I was really getting any place in my junior college uh, life. I was, you know, was having a good time, but I wasn't really centered on what I wanted to be. So I went into the Air Force and went to uh, San Antonio for the basic training. And then I was sent to uh, Hill Air Force Base, excuse me, Chanute. Illinois, which is just south of Chicago, and uh, spent six months learning about air conditioners and generator sets and heaters and things like that that are used to support aircraft. Then I went to uh, Hill Air Force Base, Ogden, Utah, and I spent two years there. And while there, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a, a good, good place to be. I uh, learned how to ski. Uh, even got involved in uh, some of the sporting activities on base and uh, did a lot of bowling, spent hours in the bowling alley. And then I, I also worked in the, uh, the theater as a projectionist while I was there, which I had You're done You're talking in high about the school. movie theaters. In the movie theater, right. I did that in high school, and so it, an opening happened. And so when I wasn't working for the Air Force, I was working at the bowling alley or at the theater, so I couldn't get in too much trouble that way. Wow. So you've already had uh, quite a bit of experience with different kinds of equipment. Oh, yeah. Then. So. And after, after, I, went to, after I was at uh, Hill, I, I got my orders for Vietnam. I was told that if you buy a set of skis, you'll automatically get a set of orders out of cold country, and that worked. <laughs> I went to Vietnam, spent a year there, got shot at a couple of times, and was glad to get back home. I actually got about 10 days early out so that I could go back and get back into college. What Do you remember about the approximately what time you were over there, like what year? 1968. Wow. In the Tet Offensive. That was a crazy time, not only uh, certainly in America, but in, in the whole world as well. 1968 is what we think of when we think of the turbulent 60s. Yeah, turbulent so. 60s, right. They were throwing rockets in at our base uh, I was at, at Fan Rang, or it was fairly quiet most of the time, but uh, I spent 30 days in Da Nang, and that's where they decided they wanted to throw rockets in at us. And I saw some really interesting things while I was at Da Nang. 
that the thing they call the Snoopy, which is a, a small aircraft with electric machine guns on it. And when they fly around a base and when they run those electric machine guns, you can hear them for 10 miles away. They are really loud. Wow. There's something about Vietnam in particular that kind of makes the gut clench uh, just in terms of everything we were doing over there in, in our mission and everything. Do you look back on that time period with any kind of uh, strong emotions? Not really. And, and I think the reason probably is that when I came back from Vietnam, I don't think anybody knew I'd been there. And nobody ever really said anything to me about, you know, I was over there doing anything wrong. So uh, I think I got lucky in that case. Now, you mentioned that you graduated from college. Uh, I think you said it was it a, deg- a degree in science. Excuse science me. education. Science education. Yeah, I taught uh, <laughs> in Scott's Bluff at uh, the sophomore and junior, uh, a few seniors, level biology and ecology. And uh, then I... We sort of ran out of biology students, is what they told me. You know, I got transferred to the middle or to the junior high, and then about a year after I went to the junior high, we all got trained on how to become a middle school, and so I taught seventh grade physical science, eighth grade chemistry, uh, ninth grade life science, and seventh grade life science, and uh, we became a middle school. And I spent uh, oh about twenty years there doing that. Loved it. So you were a teacher. Oh, yes. And the reason I I make note of it is because you're a part of a long line of readers for us that are either current or former teachers. So you're adding to a surprised. proud tradition. <laughs> yes. So tell me a story, one of your favorite stories from your memory of, of being a teacher. You know, I think probably the, the most important one for me was I was fresh, uh, f- freshman football coach assistant uh, and one afternoon we were having practice and uh, I was running the line through their drills with the dummies and you know, a young man walked up to me with a sunglasses and a beard and he said, hey, Mr. Brown, you remember me? I said, well, not really. I can't even tell who you are now. And he said, well, don't you remember? I was in your biology class when you were a student teacher. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh, what was your name? And he said, Joe, and I said, roses. Yes, Joe, you sat clear in the back. All you did was cause trouble, and uh, we finally got along okay. He said, yeah, that was me, and uh, we had a nice conversation. He said, said, I'm a truck driver now. I don't cause a lot of trouble, and I make pretty good money, and I'm really happy. What would you say was the greatest challenge of your time being a teacher? Parents. It's very difficult to, to get a child... Uh, to do what he needs to do in the classroom if he doesn't have support from the parents. And I had a number of times when uh, I would call parents and they would say, well, if you can't do something with him, how do you expect me to? You know, and uh, what you do then is you just work with the kid the best you can. But that, that's really, really trying, thinking that parents maybe don't care enough. On the other side of the coin, what would you say your greatest reward was of being a teacher? Probably coaching. I had a lot of, lot of great uh, kids that I, I worked with when I was coaching. I coached football, basketball, track. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I think it was, it was all just a, an extension of teaching. 
uh, I really enjoyed, I think, uh, basketball. I had some pretty good success with the kids with basketball. Uh, my, my biggest success in, in basketball was an undefeated season with my freshman. And uh, one of Nebraska's really good stars actually uh, was in that class, Eric Piakowski. And I think Eric still lives in Omaha. But uh, we had a, a great season and, and uh, had a lot of fun. Well, Bob, you know, you've, you, as I said, you've been a lot of different places. What finally brought you to Omaha? My children, actually. At, uh, when I had retired and was playing golf most of the time, and uh, my wife finally retired from her nursing job, we uh, were looking for a place to live that, you know, would be uh, nice. And my children all decided they were moving to Omaha. And they were all, of course, growing by that time. And so in order for us to be someplace close to our grandkids, which we expected to have, well, we decided maybe Omaha was the best. And we were really pleased with our move. Well, you're providing me a perfect transition here, Bob. Tell me about your family. Uh, My wife and I, uh, my wife was a nurse and I was a teacher and and we raised uh, two boys. My oldest uh, son, Chad, is uh, he started out as a physical, anyhow, something in the physical area of training, physical trainer, something like that, and ended up in computers. And now he's he got his training as a uh, an engineer, a systems engineer, by Microsoft. And uh, then he came down with MS, and so he lives with us, and he does just a small amount of work occasionally. Then my other son is, uh, he's a couple of years younger than that, and he uh, was a pretty good athlete, went to University of Wyoming, and then uh, decided to get into uh, fixing uh, Xerox machines, I think it was, or something, copying machines of some kind. And then he found out they didn't pay much money, went into uh, the foods area, and became the general manager of... uh, uh, Applebee's and got transferred here and there and then eventually gave that up and went to work for a guy in Omaha who uh, run the Papa John's and he now works for uh, Mutual of Omaha as a program manager I guess yep. yeah, program yep. manager well yeah he's so he's done some climbing so you have two sons yeah you and have then I have two grandsons from my younger son who are what we do now we follow them every place we can. One's 10 and one's 8, and uh, they are the light of our life. Do you have any pets? No pets. No we've pets. We've had a lot of pets through our life, but we've decided that we like to travel occasionally, and uh, taking care of pets while you're gone is always a problem. Yep, it can be tough. Yeah, you definitely have to, have to make arrangements. Um, well, Bob, when did you retire? I retired in 2001. Wow, so you've been retired about 21 years. Yeah. I, re- I retired and went to, I went from teaching, I went into uh, the police department and worked in the records department for five years. Enjoyed that. Got to know a lot of, a lot of policemen. Of course, I already knew a lot of policemen. That's why I ended up there. Now I do a lot of retire, uh, re- uh, volunteering. I, I volunteer for the National Golf, the Nebraska Golf Association occasionally. I haven't done that for a little while, but... Uh, 
that and uh, reading the radio talking books. And then I spent a lot of time, I'm a deacon in our Episcopal church. And so uh, up until about a year ago, I was real active, uh, but I'm retired from that now too. What are your hobbies? What do you like to do in your spare time? Uh, golf, woodworking, basically what I do. I knew you were going to say golf. Somehow, I think I've heard you mention golf before. Uh, at least once so, or twice, yeah. <laughs> a lot of our volunteers love to golf. What kind of woodworking do you do? Uh, really, I, I started out and I built a few pieces of furniture and, and uh, I just, I kind of like working with the wood. So I do a lot of things, build bird houses, uh, uh, repair things around the house, um, any kind of, anything has to do with wood. What's the toughest piece of equipment that you have to work with when you're a woodworker? A lathe. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> what is a lathe? Well, it's a, it's a piece that spins the wood and then you use what they call knives uh, to carve, the, carve it as it's spinning. And uh, it's a, it's a, it you make uh, legs uh, for furniture and stuff like that with yeah. a lathe. Yeah. The, other, the other most difficult piece is the router. And a router runs at such a high speed and to chipping wood and stuff that it's difficult to hold on to. Right. Yeah. So tell me what brought you to Radio Talking Book, Bob. I was playing golf with the, in a league, and one of the guys there uh, asked me what I did in my spare time and uh, said, you know, you might do good at Radio Talking Books. And I said, oh, okay. Well, he told me just go online and apply. And so I did. How long have you been here? Oh, gosh, I think this has been five or six years now that I've been, maybe longer. Well, that sounds great. Tell me, uh, I know you read for your information. What's your favorite thing to read for us? Uh, the week. I think the week is a, a way of getting a lot of different points of view thrown at the listener all at once. And so I don't have to make any opinion anyway. Well, Bob, our time has flown by as I knew it would because time flies when you're having fun. Let me ask you the last question we always ask our interviewees. If there's a message you could give to our listeners, what would it be? Keep listening. There's a lot to be heard, and most of it is beneficial to you. Very true. Well, thank you so much, Bob Brown, our volunteer spotlight of the month of January for being here today. And Bob, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you better. Thanks for asking me. And this is Ryan O with Radio Talking Book. Please stay tuned for our next program and have a great day, folks.